0: Twitter. How does it work and do you need to be there? That's what I'm talking about this week on my second episode of my podcast, Social Media Simplified. You're listening to Social Media Simplified with Lara Wellman, the podcast for business owners who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow their business online. I want to thank everyone who listened to my first episode and gave me really incredible feedback. My goal is to create content that will help you figure out how to use social media and online marketing, and these short podcasts are meant to be little snippets of information you can listen to and learn from when you're in the car, out for a run, or whatever it is you do when listening to podcasts. I plan to talk about a whole range of tools on this podcast, but I want to start with some of the old standards, if you can already say that about social media. That's why episode two is all about Twitter. Today, I'm going to talk a bit about what Twitter is, how it can be useful, and I'll share my thoughts on who should be using it, and then I'll share some tips on how to use it effectively. What is Twitter? I always like to start with the Wikipedia definition. Twitter is an online social networking service that enables users to send and read short 140 character messages called tweets. Registered users can read and post tweets, but unregistered users can only read them. So basically what it means is that people can share messages that are hundred and forty characters long and they will appear on their own Twitter page in reverse chronological order with the most recent at the top. It used to be that you could only share text but now you can also share images and up to 30 second long videos. People can follow you on Twitter which means that your content gets pulled into their Twitter stream. Tweets show up in chronological order so the chances of people seeing your content depend on when they go online and if they happen to see it. People tend to follow a lot of people which means that content moves very quickly and people miss the vast majority of the content shared by the people they follow. So let's talk about what makes Twitter great. Twitter is a place that you can find people who are in your audience. You can reach out to strangers in a way it's hard to do on most other channels. And I think this is one of the biggest advantages of Twitter over other channels. You don't have to wait for people to find you. You can go and find them. What do you do when you find them? You have conversations with them. You can have conversations with people you never would have had the opportunity to have conversations with anywhere else. And this includes your audience, but also thought leaders in your industry maybe there's an author you've always admired for example tweet them and they may just tweet you back. Conversations are a huge part of the magic of Twitter as opposed to what Twitter gets a bad rap for, being the place where you share what you had for lunch. Twitter has amazing potential for relationship building. I've made great friends and also found great clients there. Another way that people use Twitter really well is when they're using it at events If you're having an event and you share a hashtag, people will start talking about your event using that hashtag. This is great because people start to follow each other, have conversations with each other about what's happening at the event, and it makes it easy for you to find more people who have similar interests to you. This means you should also be tweeting and paying attention to hashtags at events you're at or events your audience is at. All right. Why should you be on Twitter? People on Twitter like to talk about the things they do and the things they like. It's also very much a part of the culture to tag people, which means to include a link back to your account when talking about the things that they like to do. This means there's an opportunity to have your content and your account spread quite easily. People will talk about you and then their audience will find out about you and then they can start to follow you. This is yet another instance where you want to be where people are likely to talk about you. If somebody wants to tag you and put your name into a tweet and they can't find you you just missed an opportunity. You need to give people the opportunity to connect with you. If you aren't there the opportunity doesn't exist. People also ask for advice on Twitter. I personally found a realtor, a chiropractor, and a physiotherapist on Twitter based on Twitter recommendations. It really can work. But there are some challenges. Twitter can be a lot of work. It's so fast paced that a lot of content gets missed. That means that most value comes when you're spending time on Twitter, engaging, replying, retweeting, and having conversations. The more you do this, the more you get out of Twitter. The downside of that is that it can be very time consuming. And we all know we're all busy people. That being said, the most value I ever got out of Twitter personally was when I was on there every day. Tweeting on occasion may slowly build your audience, so it's not a bad thing to have the account, but you want to make sure that you're still creating content consistently so that it's not a dead channel. So another challenge is just how much content is out there and how quickly it goes by. You need to really manage your Twitter feed and the people that you're following to make sure you get the most out of it. So here are a few tips for doing that. First, you need to find the right people to follow. A great way to do this is to find someone who is quite active on Twitter, who is exactly the kind of person that you want to have in your audience. Now what you want to go and do is see if anybody's added them to a list. People can create lists to sort the people they follow on Twitter, and a lot of people make those lists public. A few examples of the kinds of lists you can find me on are Ottawa-based ones, blogger-based ones, and organizations that I'm a part of for networking, for example, a chamber of commerce. There are also lists that get put together for conferences and for any topic under the sun that you can think about if you talk about that topic at length. So to find out what lists someone is on, go to their Twitter page. Right above their tweets, you'll see a menu of sorts. It says tweets, following, followers, favorites, and lists. Click on lists. You can also just go to the page twitter.com slash username slash lists. Once you're on that page you'll see the list that person has created. Below their avatar on the left you can switch that to member of and then you'll see all the lists that person has been added to. Now what you're going to do is click on the list that you think is interesting to you and then on the left hand side under the name of the list click on members. You can now easily follow the people on that list. That was a lot of steps, so make sure you come to my show notes at larawellman.com slash podcast slash two, where I'll break that down for you to follow along with. So here are a few examples of how you might want to use something like this. If you run a fitness business, then maybe you want to find a fitness list, especially a local fitness list, and then follow the people on that list. If you sell clothing, then go and find lists of fashionistas to follow. There are lists for just about anything you can think of, so go and explore and try to find your audience by using them. Now you're following all of these people, how do you manage all that content so that you're actually finding what you need when you need it? I tell people I follow over 4,000 people and their mouths drop, but there are ways to keep that under control. First of all, don't expect to be able to read it all. People have a tendency to think of Twitter as an inbox. Instead, you need to think of it more like the radio. When you get in the car and turn on the radio, you don't have to worry about anything that played before or after you got in. You just pay attention to what you hear while you're there. But you are able to flip from channel to channel to try to find what you want. The channels can be your lists. I talked about lists a few minutes ago for finding people, but you can create your own lists. Make them private if you don't want other people to see them. Once you've created the lists, you make a point of going to certain lists, certain days or times of the week so that you can engage with different audiences. So for example, put together a list of industry experts where you can go and find content to retweet and share with your audience. Put together a list of prospective clients and spend a little bit of time engaging with them, retweeting their content and just having conversations with them. Create a list of businesses that you like to work with and support and then make sure that you're retweeting their content and sharing things that they have to say. By creating these so-called channels, you make it easier to spend time doing what you really want to be doing when you're on Twitter instead of getting lost in the noise. I have a few other tips. We'll start by explaining a Twitter handle. A Twitter handle is the at symbol and then their Twitter name. Mine, for example, is at... Lara Wellman. When you put someone's Twitter handle in a tweet they will have that show up as a notification so they won't miss it and you won't miss it if somebody's talking to you. An important note is that when you start a tweet with a Twitter handle only the people who follow you and the person whose handle that is will see the tweet. So for example if you sent me a tweet and said at Lara Wellman who will see this tweet only the followers that we both have will see it. Why? Because if a tweet starts with someone's handle the assumption is that it's part of a back and forth conversation and if it's a conversation it won't be of interest to everyone. Why then do some people see it? Because Twitter is meant to be social so if I'm going in back and forth with you and someone we both know sees that conversation they can jump in and add their commentary to it. Which leads me to my next point. You're never interrupting on Twitter. If someone is going back and forth with someone else and you can see it in your stream, it is absolutely fine for you to pipe in and tell them what you think about it. If they wanted to have a private conversation, they could take it to a private message. Or what you'll often see called a DM, which stands for direct message. When should you use DMs? When it's private. You can private message someone your phone number or information on how to get in touch with you for more information or give them a personal answer that shouldn't be publicly displayed. You can only DM someone who follows you which is a measure that was put into place to prevent people from spamming people with private messages. Alright, so let's recap. Twitter's a great place to make connections with your audience because you can reach out to people more easily than you can on other channels. Twitter is a great place for having conversations and building relationships, and you're going to get the most bang for your buck out of Twitter if you spend the time building those relationships. If you don't spend that time, you're going to see a lot less return on your investment. That being said, you can have a presence on Twitter that is more passive. The key is to share some content there on a regular basis, schedule it so it doesn't become a burden, and make sure to monitor for any kind of engagement. Use lists to find new people to follow and to manage your own Twitter experience and go have fun with it. That's it for today, guys. When I talk about Twitter again in a few episodes, I'm going to talk about Twitter chats and Twitter parties. Until next week, please do check out the show notes at larawellman.com slash podcast slash two for any links and a recap of the how-tos I mentioned. I'd appreciate any feedback you might have as I create these podcasts. So please let me know if there's anything else you'd like to see in the podcast on a weekly basis because I want it to be valuable to you. Until next week, I'll see you online.